0: to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, and we are delighted to have our co-host. Carol Zurniel is with us. We've been using new technology. We unveiled it last week on Caregiver SOS On Air, and uh, not to brag about it, but it actually seems to work, and it is broadcast quality. That's as much as I know technologically, and we'll, we'll leave that alone. Carol is the executive director of the Wellman Charitable Foundation, and the reason she has not been with us for the last Many weeks, she has been knee deep in working on COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus that has just decimated so many communities across the country. And through the WellMed Charitable Foundation, they have been providing food and other supplies for homebound seniors and others who, but for the foundation's help, would be in really, really difficult straits. And Carol, out of nowhere, you launched a program called WellMed Delivers.
1: WellMed delivers for our caregivers in our Caregiver SOS program, our seniors in our senior centers, those that um, we really want to stay home uh, during this COVID-19 crisis, don't go out, Uh, for those that don't have the money for food and can't get out for food and just have an emergency need, like in the next 24 hours to 48 hours, need food. We've been helping with that. And we've provided over 2,000 bags of groceries in all of our WellMed markets, uh, where the. The foundation operates in Texas and Florida.
0: Now, was that something the company had uh, planned to do in the event of a pandemic, or was it a response to a crisis?
1: Oh, no. We've been making it up as we go along, and our employees have been so wonderful. All of this is done through donations by WellMed employees, our physicians, our clinic staff, our corporate staff, and they've donated over $350,000 to help buy these groceries.
0: In fact, the founder of WellMed, Dr. George Rapier, gave a chunk of money to Meals on Wheels.
1: He did. He did. He he gave a million dollars to Meals on Wheels right before the crisis hit um, that allowed them to enroll uh, anyone on their wait list uh, in the different markets. So it was literally thousands of people that were cleared for Meals on Wheels right wow. as they needed it.
0: I guess a uh, million dollars would qualify as a chunk of money.
1: It is a chunk of money in my book.
0: Well, you know, he, he is so incredibly giving, uh, often matching whatever Wellmet raises. And uh, you got to take your hat off to him. Mean, he puts his money literally uh, where his heart is.
1: I always say Dr. Appear leads by example.
0: That's pretty cool. Well, why don't we welcome someone who, as a millennial, 30-something, is leading by example as well. Rachel Hiles is a primary caregiver for her grandma, and she wants to talk a little bit about adventures with her grandma, Barbara. Uh, Rachel is a celebrity do-gooder out in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, she's a proud graduate of the UMKC Block School, where she obtained her Master's of Public Administration and has now moved into the web media design field to give her more time, more flexibility to help with grandma. So, Rachel, welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air.
2: Thanks, Lauren and Carol. It's good to be with you today.
0: Not a lot of millennials devote themselves to caring uh, for parents or grandparents. What led you in that direction?
2: Well, that's a great question. Um, My grandma is um, the only surviving person in my family other than myself in terms of our immediate family unit. Um, And so when the time came for her to um, need help, um, I was kind of the only one there to um, fill those shoes. So um, that's kind of how it all came about. It was just kind of her and me left.
0: So she had no siblings or... Uh, children all were gone. Y- your mom and dad were gone. And, and it-, it really fell on your shoulders uh, to try to help her. What What are the challenges she's been facing?
2: Well, um, the challenges have definitely uh, changed over time, I would say, pre-caregiving. Um, I always say, you know, I've- I was caregiving before I was actually caregiving, because I was, you know, checking on her weekly. I would go out there on Saturdays, and she would actually fix me lunch, um, but I was, you know, keeping my eye on her from afar, and then um, she had a fall that ultimately led um, to me, you know, um, stepping in those shoes, as I mentioned, to care for her. Um, I think at first one of the major challenges was just navigating my changing role. Um, from, you know, being a granddaughter and kind of being seen as uh, more of like a child to somebody who is there to help her and, um, you know, guide her through making decisions and, um, moving into close, intimate personal care and those types of things, um, you know, kind of sharing the reins and over time I've had to take over more and more of the, the reins, um, as you know, she declines, um, she does have Alzheimer's. So um, as many caregivers um, who have a family member with dementia know that um, the challenges are plenty and new each day. Um, sometimes there are really good days and sometimes there are just no good, awful, horrible days. Wow. Um, so that kind of uh, compounds the the you know, day-to-day
0: life. right, now hold that that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you, and I want to bring Carol into the conversation as well. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is here, and we're talking on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline with Rachel Hiles, who is a primary caregiver for her grandma. And, Carol, a lot of what I hear her saying is, no matter what your age are as a caregiver, pretty familiar.
1: Well, I was thinking the same thing. Number one, you know, um, I have great admiration for Rachel and her taking on that caregiving role for her grandmother when there's no family uh, left. That's a it's a noble endeavor. Uh, and the second thing is hearing how she has gone down this path, as so many of us have, of taking on more and more responsibilities. And when you factor in dementia and Alzheimer's, um, then you know that uh, this role is really really impacting not only the grandmother, but also Rachel.
0: And how has your grandmother responded, Rachel?
2: You know, my grandma is generally a pretty happy person. Um, things go. Um, she she wasn't always like she is now. Um, in fact, she, you know, she's always leaned towards the kind of worry wart side of things. But, you know, I think she's, you know, pretty easygoing um, at this point, so that makes, you know, life easy in some ways and some ways more challenging, you know, but I think she's, you know, kind of just along for the ride, you know. She, you know, she has uh, caregivers that come every day, and we call them, I call them sidekicks, Um, and, you know, she really enjoys being with them, and I enjoy having them because, Um, They give me a break um, so that I can pursue my own life aspirations, Um, you know, and she still, you know, does a lot of things that she really enjoys, like watching TV and listening to music and playing games and eating delicious food. And um, she'll even, you know, play the piano for us um, every once in a while. So, you know, she's still here with us. She does talk and stuff, but she's just needing more and more help all the time.
0: And, and as you take a look at what the future is going to hold, uh, struggling with dementia, as you mentioned she is, uh, you, you know it's going in a direction that ultimately is going to require more and more hands-on care uh, yeah. from you. Are, are you prepared for that?
2: Yes, actually, you know, that is a very good question, and I kind of saw the storm coming. So, um, what I'll tell you is, um, up until January of this year, my grandma and I both had separate residences. Um, I was living about, you know, 15, 20 minutes away in the city in my own house, and she was living on her own, actually, um, you know, she had caregivers, including myself, Um During her awake hours, and then she was still well enough that she could be on her own at night. Um, But a fall, you know, sent her to the hospital, um, where we discovered she had pneumonia, and she spent about a week there. And when she came home, or she was ready to come home, uh, it was quite glaringly obvious that she was not going to be able to, you know, return home in the in the fashion she had been. So. Um, My more hands-on care, if you will, began earlier this year in January, Um, and um, I was pretty much going back and forth every single day, um, you know, for at least 12 hours, if not more, and uh, quickly got to be too much for us, for me, mainly, so I was like, "I, I need to do something really fast here. And I reached out to a realtor I knew and I said, hey, you know what, we need to, we need to buy a house because us living separately is not going to work. And so the house hunt began and I found a really cool place. Um, and uh, right before all this crazy COVID stuff started, um, we were fortunate enough to be able to move in here. So now, um, you know, we are in a, under all under the same roof. You know, I have my grandma, and I also have four pets. Um, and so we're all here, and the caregivers come here every day. Um, and so that was something that I did in preparation of, you know, the you know, this continual decline that you're describing. Um, and now we're kind of getting used to, you know, waking up in the night, thanks to incontinence. You know, you like to be as prepared as possible, but um, as I'm sure you guys know, uh, dementia is not like a cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all disease, and so, you know, what they may tell you might happen with one person won't happen with the next, and so on and so forth, and so we're just kind of trying to take it, you know, uh, day by day and make it, you know, as as good as we possibly can um, right here now in the moment
0: we're going to come right back to you going to bring carol into the conversation as well i'm ron aaron we're talking with a young woman who is caring for her grandma rachel hiles is her name she is the primary caregiver for grandma barbara you're listening to caregiver sos on air on nine thirty a.m the answer
1: You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time,
0: 866-342-6892. We thank you for joining us here on Caregiver SOS On Air want you to know that podcasts of all of our programs are available. All you have to do is Google Caregiver SOS on air, and they will pop up. Or go to the website, caregiversos.org, and you will find podcasts for each and every one of our shows. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Carol Zernial is with us on our new Comrex system, and we're delighted to have her on board at last. She is still knee-deep in uh, the COVID uh, crisis, but Carol, uh, some of that work now has become more uh, spread out across uh, the enterprise. Or are you still juggling twenty balls at once?
1: Oh, I think we're still juggling twenty balls um, at once. Uh, but the interesting thing is, even though you know we're working, you know, diligently with the Wellman Charitable Foundation and helping people who have food insecurity, you know, just like uh Rachel uh you know all of us are still caregiving and I'm still a long distance caregiver for my father and I still taught you know my sister's there on the ground dealing with animals just like Rachel and dealing with you know those day to day activities so it sounds like that Rachel in moving in with her grandmother and taking on all the animals and the care you know has has is building up this nice little covid
2: world for right. the time being
0: And, Rachel, as you think about it, tell us a little bit about the pets that are living with you.
2: Oh, goodness. Well, um, I have two cats. They're pretty old. One is going to be um, 14 this summer, and and the other one will be 13. And then I have two dogs, um, Henny and Max. And the thing about Max, actually, is, you know, uh, about six months ago, my mom... uh, just suddenly passed away. She had a massive stroke, and um, the next day she was gone. Um, And a couple weeks after that, my dog, Max, came in injured. Um, He would open his eyes. So I took him to the vet um, the next day, and we deduced that he was obviously injured. Um, And a week later, I took him back, and it was determined that he had to have an eye removed. So... You know, caregiving uh, is it's a universal experience and you never know where it will strike next. And so, you know, not only did I find myself caring for my grandmother, I right. also found myself caring for this dog, um, you know, giving him medicine and nursing his wound and taking him to appointments and doing all these things. And it's just, uh, been a, a very crazy ride. Um, I'll tell you about well, that. But, well, so, oh, go how
1: are you holding up with all that, Rachel? Though that's a lot—a lot of animals and caring for your grandmother. How are you holding up?
2: It is. It is a lot. Um, you know, again, um, it really just comes down to um, taking it day by day. Um, you can't look too much further ahead than that, and it certainly doesn't help to look behind you, you know? So just got to try and focus on what you can do and control in the here and now. Um, I have, like I said, um, you know, my mom has her sidekicks and those uh, ladies uh, really help me, you know, to be able to have some time for whatever it is that I need to do. Um, sometimes it's, you know, administrative duties for grandma other times you know it's running own business and other times um, it's just doing nothing if that's what i need to do um, so i you know i just i think it's really just a matter of trying to be mindful in the moment and, and not to get too far ahead of yourself and try to think about yourself in context of you know a bigger picture and know that other people are are suffering and struggling like you are. And um, I think that tends to make it a little less um, overwhelming, I guess.
0: As our psychotherapist, Dr. Jamie Heisman would say to you, be sure to take time for yourself, take your oxygen first. And are you able to do that, Rachel?
2: Yeah. um, So, you know, we, um, Um, Unfortunately, um, we still have uh, grandma sidekicks coming. Um, I know a lot of people find themselves in a situation where um, they're not able to have um, their caregivers, but, um, you know, we've been able to hang on to them. And so, um, you know, I do make a point of, even if it's just 15 or 30 minutes every day, um, doing something that's exclusively... Uh, for myself and nobody else—not um, the dogs, not Grandma—you um, know, just for for Rachel. And I think um, it's it's not always easy to do that, but um, you have to. Um, otherwise, um, you'll end up finding yourself just going completely off the deep end. And like you said, uh, you know, you gotta put the oxygen mask on. Um, otherwise. Um, you can't you can't properly care for those who are depending on you, and it's a, a lot of pressure.
0: So, so Carol, well, you, I'm glad that you, uh, yeah. Go ahead, I was going to say. I was just
1: going to say, I'm really glad that she can hang on to her caregivers, and that they're also being safe.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and as you think about what's going on in your life, Rachel, take us back to before you became a, a caregiver, and and how yeah. how your hopes and dreams may have changed because you uh, have launched a business. You're working as a web and media designer. Is that Mm -hmm. something you had wanted to do?
2: Um, That's a great question. I think the storm was brewing. Uh, I don't believe that I, you know, was to that point where I thought that was actually something that would happen. So before um, I was caring for grandma, you know, I was, (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny. I was just showing. Actually, I made a uh, rap video about this whole experience. So if you want to go check that out later, it's the Taking Care of Grandma Rap. And, you know, I always joke that I was, you know, just all about Rachel uh, trying to live my own life. Um, and I kind of uh, elaborate on what that means in the song. But um, did I ever imagine my life being like this? No, um, I should have. My mom told me uh, time and time again, you know, your grandma's not going to be healthy and young forever. You have to start talking to her and having this conversation. Otherwise, you're going to end up blindsided. And, um, man, she was sure right. But, um, you know, I was working uh, full time. Um, I had a, a great job. You know, I would consider it a great job. Back then, I thought it was a great job. Um, you know, that paid pretty well, had benefits, and, um, beyond those typical benefits, you know, I I did get to travel some, and, um, you know, there was a little bit of notoriety involved with what I was doing. So that was kind of nice. Ultimately, what led me down the path of self employment is, you know, I, got mixed up with uh, Denise Brown, who leads the certified caregiving consultant uh, training. Um, and it wasn't until you know, I started hanging out with that crowd, so to speak, that um, I saw other people like myself um, who were caring for their family members um, who were successfully making it on their own. Um, that was kind of my first glimpse, you know, I got to go to the, uh, the second annual national caregiving conference and I was just blown away. And then months later, I had another loved one that I had been responsible even before I cared for my grandma. Um, I was responsible for him and he became very ill and was, had to go home on hospice. Um, and it was, it was clear to me at that time that I could not manage all of the responsibilities that were on my plate. I looked for the easiest thing to take off of it, and it, it just so happened to be my job at that point. Wow. Um, at at that point, I felt like the most important job I had was um, to take care of him. His name was Calvin, um, and my grandma. Those, you know, those were the two most important jobs I had, and I figured. Um, you know i I had a lot of skills and uh, knowledge and experience that i had I had built over the course of my career and um, when it was time to um, get back to work, I would you know be able to do that in some form or fashion and so that's what I did I you know launched my graphic and design company and everything kind of just um started falling into place um, you know and I think I've said this before but Um, when I started running in the direction of what truly was important to me, everything just kind of started lining up. And so that's my story. Now uh, I'm famous a little bit in certain ways, um, which is something that was always, you know, very appealing to me. Um, And I, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of my business. I love that. Um, I was, think I could have ever dreamed that my life would be like it is right now. And I think that's okay. You know, but I don't I don't think this is where old Rachel would have ever thought she would be at this point. Definitely not.
0: Where did old Rachel think she'd be?
2: Who knows? Oh gosh, you know, I had uh, just graduated with my masters degree and you know, of course there's a, um, a, a MPA, masters in public administration. And I guess I figured I will probably be, you know, running in a nonprofit here in Kansas City somewhere. And maybe, you know, I would, uh, be married by now, maybe, or, you know, have, you know, a child or be thinking about that, you know, but for the time being, that's not in my cars. Um, and I think that's okay because. Um, I look at other people um, who are, quote, unquote, sandwiched uh, between children and and uh, caring for a loved one. And I, you know, I know people look at me and they're like, oh, I can't imagine how she does that. But I can't imagine how they do that. Um,
0: well, we're going to stop know, you right said- here. We, we, are, we are flat out of time. But for folks who want to learn more, they can go to takingcareofgrandma.com. Rachel Hiles, thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you, guys. Uh, so good to be with you guys today.
0: Appreciate it. For Carol's Journal, I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you soon on Caregiver SOS on air.